Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome back here to the Overnight Crowd. Jen Wallace joining you across this Tuesday into Wednesday morning show. Thanks for your company. As always, now joining us from the inner sanctum, Jasper Chelapar comes back to us with a bit of AFL chat here. Jasper, thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah, as always, Jen. Um, I'm looking forward to this chat as well because the mid-season draft's on tomorrow night. Yeah, so the mid-season draft. Now, this is it's, – it seems like it could be a big deal, but at the same time, you know, it's not going to be a one-size-fits-all, fixes-all type issues, is it? So it's not, it's not the big saving grace for some of the teams that are maybe battling, but it is a point to, to add a player in that could help. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. It might not be a huge deal for a lot of teams, but it's a big deal for about 20 kids who are about to get picked up um, and, and kind of realise their dream. So that's that's what's pretty exciting about it for, from my point of view. Absolutely. Now, we know the order has been released and it looks like West Coast get to go first, North Melbourne second, Essendon third. Um, is Remind me how the order would have been decided on. Yeah, well, this is just um, taken from the ladder. Okay. So West Coast, with their abysmal percentage, um, has finished on the on the bottom after this round. And it was actually close between North and West Coast, who've both only won the one game so far. Um, but, yeah, their percentage has got them the first pick, which could end up being pretty big um, for this one, Jen. Okay. And the teams that won't have a pick, Brisbane, Melbourne, and the Western Bulldogs, am I right? It's just simply because they don't have space on the list? Yeah, so they haven't opened up a, a spot um, by mid-season, that can happen through retirements. Like um, we saw Josh Caddy with the Tigers, um, Waller um, for the Dons, and then also long-term injury placed onto the inactive list. So anyone who's done you know, an injury like an Achilles or an ACL, um, they have the option of, of doing that, like Jack Hayes at the Saints um, as an example. Sure, sure. All right, well, let's get into it. So if West Coast have pick number one, who are they most likely to go for? And do you agree with it or do you think they should be looking elsewhere? Yeah, well, this is a kid um, playing uh, as an overager in the NAB League right now, Jai Cully, who I think, um, based on his performances so far, is probably a first-round pick um, at the end of the year in the in the national draft. So West Coast getting the first pick is, is pretty big, and I, I think they will lean this way. Cully's a, a 193-centimetre kind of midfield um, bull, but also a forward specialist as well who kicked four goals against Vic Metro a few weeks ago. Um, he's playing for the Dandenong Stingrays in the NAB League. He has a brilliant kind of left foot on him. He has contested ability. He hits the scoreboard. So I think once he gets drafted, if he does go to West Coast, he's assured to go in the mid-season draft at some point. Um, he could almost immediately be the Waffle Eagles' best player. Um, and I think a debut would be um, pretty forthcoming for him um, at AFL level because he's, he's almost ready to go, this guy. Okay, and I think I've read um, that Josh Carmichael and Max Ramsden, maybe other names West Coast are considering, but maybe that's for when they have that round two selection, if they're still available. Yeah, exactly right. I think um, Essendon, who is picking third, like you said, is, it will be heavily looking at Josh Carmichael, who's a big-bodied midfielder at 189 centimetres. He can go forward and kick some goals as well. But the big allure for him is that he's got this um, this experience in the Sanford with West Adelaide. So... He's already gone up against the, the bigger bodies um, in, in full men's competitions as opposed to the NAB League with Jai Cully. So I think for Essendon, they'd be looking at a guy to, to help Parrish and, and Merritt lay some, lay some pressure and some tackles um, in the midfield right now. 
Okay. And moving through, I guess, the Crows, what are they looking forward to, to trying to add into them and fill a gap that they might have? Well, I think they'll be looking at Casey Voss, who um, may be off the board by now. I think North Melbourne would be interested in him at pick two. But um, he's obviously the son of Michael Voss, Carlton um, coach right now. Uh, and he was best on ground for Adelaide against West, um, for South Australia against Western Australia um, in their hit out a couple of weeks ago. He's, he's kind of a halfback who accumulates possessions and accumulates meters gained as well. He's really classy with the ball use and he runs hard. Um, he's really worked in his game over the last couple of years. Now he's turned 21. He looks like a, an AFL player ready to go. Um, another guy who I'm sure you'll be familiar with um, is the reigning Sandover medalist um, from Claremont, Bailey Rogers, who got overlooked in the national draft and the rookie draft, surprisingly, um, from my point of view. But I think he's an AFL quality player and he has a different element to, to the Adelaide midfield if he would end up there. Okay. Um, well, it'd be great to see it. it it's always interesting when you see players miss out on those early drafts and then you think to yourself, well, there's value when people gain not only life experience but just age experience as well, which is why I really like this mid-season draft. I won't lie. I've never really paid that much attention to it in the past, but now I'm interested in it. So um, Carlton have had a, well, a climbing injury list in the recent weeks. Um, does that mean that they might be more active than in this mid-season draft? Yeah, definitely. They can use any kind of tall player they can get their hands on. And I think the number one option for them right now is Sam Durden, the former North um, first-round pick, because they just desperately need a key defender. And what Durden's been able to do for Glenn Elg, who's you know a powerhouse in the sample, has been really impressive. And he wins his one-on-ones, and I think he's a plug-and-play kind of a guy at 199 centimetres for the Blues, who, you know, looking at it on face value right now, if they can get someone in to stem the bleeding of for the next six weeks of Jacob Weedering out. That could be the difference between a top four spot and a and a top out uh, a spot outside that those places um, coming into finals, which is you know a, a big deal um, for a, for a club like Carlton looking to to win a final for the first time in almost a decade. So, are there any other teams on the list heading into this draft tomorrow that you think would be looking for someone who they can bring in and and use immediately? Yeah, well, I think. Hawthorne um, will be having a look at James Blank, a a key defender at Box Hill. So he's kind of in their program right now, um, their reserves level. uh, And I think he's a key defender that could play very early for for Hawthorne in in this period. I know they had such good success with Jai Newcomb last year. Um, So I can probably expect James Blank, um, if he does find his way to the Hawks, to be playing footy this year. I think Port Adelaide could have a, a a look at a small forward as well. It hasn't been spoken about too much in the media, but Horacio Fantasia is very unlikely to play this season. He's had another setback. He's had about three or four surgeries in the off-season, and he just can't get his body right. So I think John Menzi is a goal sneak from South Adelaide. He's come over from Tasmania over the off-season. He's you know been fantastic in the sample. So I think he could cover for Raz this year and play some good footy down the stretch for the power. Um, and then West Coast, with their second pick, which you expect them to be using, I think Jake Florenka, who was a really good top-up player for them against the Lions um, earlier in the season, I think he could find his way onto their list because he really impressed in his AFL experience. Oh, you would, that'd be kind of a nice story in a sense that to, to see that go back to the reward of what they saw going through there. Anything else we should be looking at for this mid-season draft? And when does it all actually start? Is it you know a 9am Eastern or is it a primetime type <laughs> situation? Yeah, no, it, it's Wednesday night, so 7pm, 7.30, I think. Um, will be over on live on the AFL app that you can catch. So I think Kaltumi and 
and the crew there is going to um, be calling those names and, and discussing uh, those selections. So it is going to be a fairly big one for um, the AFL community. We'll, we'll lead the headlines on Thursday, that's for sure. I think a few other guys to, to look out for. Massimo D'Ambrosio, who um, is kind of the, the Caleb Daniel type, um, might end up at Richmond. He's with their VFL program right now. He did injure his shoulder on the weekend, which was a big scare for him. He's, he's only 19 years old and missed out on his draft last year. A bit of a scare on the eve of the mid-season draft when you're likely to go that you injure your, your shoulder. But I think scans have come back all clear. He's only going to miss about four weeks for that one. So hopefully he finds his way onto an AFL list. And one of the stories um, of the draft could be Mutaz El Nau, who um, plays for the Northern Bull Ants. He's, a, he's kind of a third um, tall in defence uh, with an incredible wingspan. I think his wingspan's close to about uh, six foot seven right now. Um, and he, he could find his way onto a list, maybe with Geelong, who could be looking for a key defender um, in the mid-season draft. So you mentioned Jai Newcomb, that that was a successful mid-season um, pick last year. Are there other stories or, or what can these blokes, you know, they, they, they get their name read out, they're going to go and now be an AFL-listed player. What does that mean for them for the rest of the season financially? And does it mean that this is your best opportunity to get on a full list for the, the year after? Yeah, well, this is a bit of an issue for um, some clubs to actually fork up the money because they do get paid um, about $60,000 if they land on a list. They can also negotiate other financial terms. I think the only play in the draft to do that is James Blank, who I mentioned with the Hawks. He's nominated an 18-month contract with financial terms. So um, that, like Newcomb did last year with a four-year deal, I believe it was, that's a bit of an indication that he has a guarantee from a club that they'll pick him up on those terms. Um, but other than that, like, it's a bit of an issue for clubs to actually fork up this money with, with the mid-season draft. If they don't think they're going to use them um, going forward in this year, then they might um, pass on their selections and, and just take um, that uh, list spot to the national draft. Ah, so that's an option as well is that someone will just say pass and then it goes through. Okay, so there's there's a bit of will will they, won't they still to be seen? There's no guarantee that each 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 team is going to take a player. Yeah, exactly right. I think a club like Sydney who has um, a list spot available may end up passing simply because, you know, they've kind of sorted out their, um, their list right now and they don't have a, a huge hole in it. I think the same with... Fremantle. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. think there's any big hole right now appearing, maybe at a key forward spot with Jai Amos missing the rest of the year. But I think what you saw with Griffin Lowe going forward was really impressive. So I'm not sure that they'd use a player um, out of the mid-season draft either. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting for me. Thank you for all that information. I'm learning more and more and more about this mid-season draft. <laughs> we're, we're chatting with the Inner Sanctum's Jasper Chelifer here tonight on the Inner Sanctum, oh, on the Inner Sanctum, on the overnight crowd, forgetting who I am. I've got identity crisis, Jasper. Um, speaking of checking back in on things that have happened on the Inner Sanctum, uh, I wanted to run you back through because we're at heading into round 12 of, of what, 23. So we're officially halfway through the season. Three months ago, you posted up on the Inner Sanctum your season predictions. Are you oh, um, no. prepared to go back through them with me? Yeah. All, all right. right. <laughs> let's, let's check. I, I don't think you're too bad. Let's check on the, the health of these. So you said Premiers, Melbourne. Still happy? Yeah, I'm pretty happy with that one, yeah. <laughs> Runners-up, Brisbane. Yeah, that, that, I think that was a pretty straightforward yeah. selection. Those two looked like the best coming in. Pretty safe. Okay, let's go through your top eight. Melbourne, Brisbane. Okay, they have to be there. 
Richmond, Sydney, yeah, Port Adelaide, Essendon, yep, Western oh, Bulldogs, no. and Fremantle are your top eight. I, I actually like some of those picks. I really liked the Tigers coming into this season. I think they've lost a, a couple of games when they're up by about five goals, which might come back to bite them. But I, I definitely think they're a top eight side, and, and they've shown that they're actually flag contenders at their best. Okay. Uh, how, how comfortable are you sitting with Port Adelaide and Essendon on those choices? Yeah, Port starting 0-5 obviously is a disaster. But from here, I'm pretty confident they make the finals because they have the quality on their list. We know they're the premier kind of top four team over the last few seasons. I think they'll get enough wins. Okay. Essendon has been a disaster. I thought they'd take another step forward with a young lift. Um, I thought the game plan uh, wouldn't crumble like it has. But um, other than that, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. Having Fremantle in the top eight, I don't think too many would have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm happy with that pick at least. Okay. And if so we've put a line through Essendon for you. So you've got a spot opened up halfway through. Who takes that spot in your top eight? Uh, it's hard to go past Geelong. I thought I think I probably had them at ninth, but... I fully expect them to to make the eight at this point of the season. I thought old legs would have got to them another year for the Catters, but um, I'll probably say the same thing pre-season next year that the old legs will get them. Okay, so sticking with Richmond and Port Adelaide in your top eight, we've put a line through Essendon and replaced with Geelong. But other than that, sitting pretty healthily from a three-month-old prediction, Jasper. Yeah, I'm happy with a couple of those that I've omitted, but also... Apologies are due to St Kilda um, and Carlton. Obviously, Carlton was hard to pick, but St Kilda showed in 2020 they could do it. Um, I wasn't too sure they would be able to replicate that form, especially if you told me that an injury to Jack Steele would occur halfway through the season. I wouldn't pick him for the top eight at all. Yeah. Yep. Fair call. Well, I think uh, that's pretty good. Anyone out of the season, again, question without notice, I'm good at doing this for you, that to, to you has been the surprise packet of the season, either in a good way, and maybe one that's a, a bad slide that surprised you? Uh, yeah, I could give you two. Mm-hmm. I'll give you Fremantle to start because they've exceeded all expectations of mine. They beat the Ds with the last 10 goals of the game on the weekend. And in dry footy, I know not all games are played in the dry gen, but they are 8-1 yeah. this year mm-hmm. when the when the footy's dry. I think having Fife back has just been announced he's going to come through the waffle, which would be interesting to see a two-time Brownlow medalist in running around for Peel Thunder. But uh, I think with five back, they're a genuine premiership contender and, and they should lock in the top four spot um, based on how they are sitting right now. Okay. And the team that's um, disappointed you in, in that surprise way, I suppose? Essendon? Well, it, it, it's probably Essendon, but I do want to get to the Eagles who have been absolutely woeful. I think <laughs> um, they've just, you know, obviously it's been a historically bad eight weeks. They're 82 points um, each week they're losing by on average. So, you know, it... it it has gotten to the point where it's a woeful competitiveness and, and the effort stats just aren't there. I think right now they're actually two years behind North Melbourne in the rebuilding phase. You look at the ladder and you know, they're on the same amount of wins, same kind of percentage, but they still need to draft the young guys for their next premiership team. Um, and North Melbourne, at the very least, has the nucleus that they're going to build around mm-hmm. for the next three or four years. But West Coast isn't even at that stage yet. So <laughs> Jai Cully... Um, tomorrow night is the first step on that stage, but there are also big questions to be asked about Adam Simpson if he's committed to a to a kind of a four year rebuild like it's looking like, and if some guys need to be you know cut or, or traded for um, some early picks in a draft, like maybe Tim Kelly who had a you know a great game on Saturday 
credit where credit's due, or maybe even the Jeremy McGovern, if they can afford to pay some of his salary to, to get a really nice pick in return. Yeah, that's very true. Not good good work raising up West Coast Eagles because I think uh, potentially over in Victoria, they've slid under the radar a little bit being not based over there. And it seems this week um, the media nationally seems to now actually be going, hang on, we need to seriously talk about what's happening at the Eagles. So um, good good shout for a slide down there. As I know, some people had them in their top eight preseason predictions, so they would be looking at that as a big slide. Jasper, thanks so much for your time tonight on the Overnight Crowd. Great as always to chat to you and uh, enjoy the draft tomorrow night. Yeah, always a pleasure, Jen. I hope you have a nice night. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.